We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? The All-Star Game is officially in the books. It was one of the most disappointing weekends of my life. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I'm so ready because I thought All-Star Weekend was a huge hit. I loved it. Awful, awful, awful. Let's get right into it, okay? You know what? Dealer's choice. What aspect of All-Star Weekend do you want to start with? Let's get the uh, what's supposed to be the highlight of the weekend, the dunk-off. Uh, let's get that out the way because that's one aspect I did not enjoy. It was officially the worst dunk contest in NBA history. Uh, the guy that some thought would win, Jalen Green, I think he took 45 dunk attempts that he missed. I- I've never been more disappointed in my life. Obi Toppin's dunk. Obi Obi Toppin won the dunk contest. Uh, he was not good. He was just better than the other losers that competed. Juan Toscano Anderson had some dunks that were okay. Like Cole Anthony put on Timberlands and like this is going to win the crowd of Cleveland over for some reason. It was awful. I'm mad I watched it. And Obi Toppin should never be recognized as a dunk contest winner because I mean this. Vince Carter on Saturday would have won the dunk contest. 45-year-old Vince Carter could have won the dunk contest. It was embarrassing that it happened. Yeah, he actually is 45 too. Um, probably he up until his last year, Vince was still doing windmills during the uh, the warmups. I, I believe that Vince could definitely put on a show. Um, yeah, the dunk off was trash, but it usually is. Hasn't been good since 2016 when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon um, were in Toronto competing. Actually, I think they I think I think they faced off again the year a year later. So maybe it was 2017 they they faced off as well. It was back-to-back years they were in the final two together. Yeah, yeah, and Aaron Gordon got robbed twice, I believe, right? I was okay with one of them. I, I would have been okay with a tie. There was one year, yeah, when Aaron Gordon got a nine from Dwayne Wade, I think, and that screwed him over. There was another year where Dwayne Wade gave a, the other guy on Miami a 10 when he deserved like a seven. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, Is that year, I think? No, no. Uh, it's a Derek's, Derek yeah, Derek that, Jones. That, that's, right, that's right, yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Can't even remember these guys. You and I predicted it was going to be bad, and we were 100% right. Uh, we predicted Obi Toppin to win at least, so we got that correct. But we, I didn't feel good about the pick because he didn't deserve to win. I've never seen so many failures in one time. How many missed dunks were there, you think? Legitimately, I think there were 25 missed dunks between the four of them. Uh, yeah, probably. Like I remember Nate Robinson took a long time as well, so he might have the record. Um, it was bad, but but I expected it to be bad. Like I wasn't surprised that it, it sucked. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't wait on the dunked contest with this like heavy anticipation and excitement like I used to. So by the time it rolls around, like I watched the first round like pretty intently. It was it was trash, and then the second round I was kind of just like I was watching, but it was eh, I wasn't surprised. Stephen A. Smith had an idea on first take yesterday, I believe, where he said what they should do is stop having NBA guys do this and just go to local parks and have a tournament. And the finals are All-Star Weekend because those guys are actually good dunkers. Unlike the trash we saw on Saturday. I really believe that's probably a better idea. That's a good idea, too. Or even uh, involving the G-Leaguers as well, because they have way better dunk offs than the NBA. Involving anyone that actually can dunk would be good, a good idea. Because these guys, 
I mean, uh, they apparently can do it, but I'm not. Con- I'm not convinced, honestly, because I'm. They missed more dunks than they made, which is sad. Yeah. And then the it's dunks like, that they made were not even impressive. I did like Cole Anthony coming out with the Tims. I thought that was really cool because the degree of difficulty in Tims is, is is obviously higher. But he didn't pull it off well, obviously. No, it'd be cool if you or I dunked in Tims. If an NBA player dunks in Tims, I'm like, yeah, he should be able to dunk in Tims. I'm not impressed. Plus, it's Cleveland. They don't care about you wearing Tims in Cleveland. That's the New York thing. This is terrible. I'm so mad I watched it. I'm so mad I wasted a night. It was the worst. He's a New York guy. I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. Provided that you do a windmill or through the legs or 360, you can't just do any old dunk in Tim's. He couldn't dunk in Tim's period, really. He missed like four no. dunks. Oh, it was bad. Jalen Green put on a phone for some reason necklace that was an NFT or something yeah. and then didn't even wear it. He put it on like no. a big thing, and then he handed it off before he dunked. What the hell are they doing? It's embarrassing. This is a thing. <laughs> I think honestly, what they should do is either make the dunk off on Friday night because it it really shouldn't be like the highlight of All Star Saturday night, or do it before the All Star game, or something. I I just don't think they should have it as the last event on Saturday night. What they should have as a last event Saturday night was the only good thing about All-Star Weekend, which is a three-point contest. The three-point contest we're going to talk about now is consistently excellent and very, very fun to watch. And I enjoyed that. Webb predicted it correctly. He had Carl Anthony Towns win against Luke Kennard in the finals. Excellent job by him. I had the guy I used to like, Fred Van Fleet, until he let me down so tragically. But the the three-point contest is very fun, and I'm glad it happened. Although, I said this to Webb, I don't think he believed me. Carl Anthony Towns being seven feet tall, it looked like he was shooting two-pointers because he's so big. I think he should be disqualified. I don't think it's a real real award for him. Yeah, so Coop, that's not fair, man, because I think the way that he shoots gives him an advantage. He doesn't... He's like Trey Young. Trey Young requires... Um, he needs to jump. I think Trey's actually a much better shooter off the dribble. Van Vliet, you know, he's he's a good set shooter, but he's also good in transition shooting. But Towns doesn't really jump much off the floor, um, sort of similar to Embiid. I know they're tall, yeah, but still, it's hard for it's hard historically for big men to shoot those shots. And uh, I just thought he had a, I don't want to say an advantage, but uh, his shooting style gave him an advantage over a lot of the other guys, I thought. It really did. It, like, I, I'm joking about it not counting. Obviously, it counts, but it really did look like he wasn't shooting as far as the other guys because he was so much bigger. It genuinely looked like it was a shorter shot for him, which is to his advantage. It helps. And I will take that into consideration next year when I hopefully get this prediction right. Honestly, I, I think if Embiid was in it, he'd be in the in the finals as well. I wouldn't go that far. Embiid's no, not... Towns is a much better shooter than Embiid from deep, I think. Yeah, but I mean, the way that... Like for this style, I think that like see guys like guys like Patty Mills, who was a way better three point shooter than Carl Towns, like just historically. But in this competition, when you have the racks right there, I think it just serves. I think it's just about your shooting stuff, and Embiid shoots off one foot. He's sort of used to shooting, um, uh, uh, and 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 that sort of format, um, rather than guys like uh, who else was there. Zach Levine, 
who would have had no chance in this competition, but in a game could hit probably 10 threes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just, I thought it, w- it was by far the best part of the weekend for me. I enjoy the three-point contest. It's the most fun because legitimately anyone can win that contest, I think. They're all good shooters. If Zach Levine won it on the third time, I wouldn't be surprised if Kennard had won. That scumbag Fred Van Fleet had won. It would have been good. But like I could see any of those guys winning. Like I don't think it's a set because they're all good shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas um, the dunk contest, they were all bad dunkers. You see the difference there? It's the difference. All, all those guys were like in-game dunkers. Although Jalen Green, I thought, was going to give more... We're gonna have more versatility. Uh, Jalen Green's the reason I don't trust NFTs. This guy, <laughs> no, thank you, sir. If he's involved, I'm out. Yeah. So, so you didn't enjoy like the uh, like the skills competitions with the Giannis brothers or the Antetokounmpo brothers? The Not Cavs? even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I thought it was so stupid. I, th- I think I always find that so fun. I hate the skills competition every year. This isn't a new thing for me. I find it so boring. The fact. That the Antetokounmpo brothers were involved at all is ridiculous. If Giannis wasn't maybe the best player in basketball, these two guys would be parking cars somewhere. They're not NBA wow. players. What? Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I don't. Well, I don't think they'd be parking cars somewhere. But would they be in the NBA? They wouldn't be in the NBA as long as they were. That's my point. They'd be doing something drastically different. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Okay, biggest, terrible. Biggest NBA family like ever at one time. That's crazy. I mean, I don't think so. You mean tallest? No, 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 no. I mean in terms of the amount of siblings in the in the league of ones. The Morris brothers have two, which is basically the same as the Antikumpos. They have four. They have one, for being honest. <laughs> one and a half, maybe. And and the Morris brothers only play when it's not against Jokic. So they're always out. It's true. I mean, just the Antetokounmpo brothers, are they a 10th man on, like, there's, th- is there actually four of them in the league now? But the youngest one's uh, in the G League, I think, right? Yeah, Alex plays for the 905. I don't know if Kosas is still in the league. He was on the Lakers, um, and obviously read, Thanasis is on the Bucks. I read an article, I want to say three or four years ago, before Giannis was the MVP. I said Alex was going to be the best of all of them. And I was like, ooh, really? And then that did not work out. <laughs> and yeah, I'm out. I'm out on these brothers. So you're saying there's no chance that Alex could surpass Giannis? You're out. On surpassing one of the best players of all time? Yes, I'm out on that. Alex will never be the best player on a championship team and win two MVP awards. I, I can see that pretty confidently. Hot take. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. <laughs> Coop Bayless. I, I know you hate All-Star Weekend, but one more thing I have to say that I don't think is getting enough coverage. I thought the Saturday night halftime performance was great. I honestly did. You mean the guys coming out? No, like, like the, the like the musical performance on Saturday night. If I never saw DJ Khaled again, it would be too soon. I'm out. Ludacris saved it. That was it. I hated yeah. every second of it, mostly. It was terrible. Yeah, but you're like 45. They had... Ludacris is 65. What are you talking about? They're <laughs> older than me. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is I like how they, they kind of uh, bridge the gap between the different eras in rap. Like they had, I mean, they're still recent eras, relatively enough. They're still in the 21st century. But they had Luda and they had Lil Wayne. 
Then they had like today's artists, like the big artists today. They had Lil Baby, they had Gunna, they had the Migos. And also they had Mary J. Blige, who obviously is old school. But I thought that was really cool, man. Like to have that caliber on one stage, I didn't expect that for the for the All-Star Weekend. I hated every second of it. It was bad and I'm out. The best part of the weekend legitimately was Shaq's speech talking about being with the 70 top 75 players of all time. He thanked everybody. It was really emotional and really nice what he said. Talking about all the older guys that were before him, the legends. Seeing the older players back was really nice. That was a nice yes. touch. I actually did enjoy that. Uh hearing Magic, uh, sorry, Michael Jordan challenge Magic to play one-on-one right now, get some shoes was amazing. That was fun. But I did not care about the game or the dunk contest or the skills contest or the young rising stars challenge. Like, I hated all of it. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. That was really good, man. I like the format of it, the four teams, the little tournament style. Coop, you're you're a wet blanket, man. What's going on here? The only good all-star game in any of the four major sports is baseball. The other ones are awful, and I hate them. I'm pretty consistent. You are consistent. Yeah. Consistently bad taste. Um, I agree with you. I agree I did, with you. That I did think you, doing a podcast with you would be a good idea. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I I do agree with you. Seeing the majority of the 75 players come out was really cool. How they had Michael Jordan as the last player to come out was cool. Um, I thought I, I thought I agree with you on that. I agree with you. That was that was a nice touch. I don't know why some of the guys couldn't come, like Larry Bird, Steve Nash. I don't know why these guys weren't there, um, but it was cool to see them at least uh, do this awkward kind of wave. Um, yeah. I think they just didn't want to come. They didn't care. Like, we got basketball work to do. We're good. Setting it out. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. The, I bet you it was last minute, and I bet you Jordan said, I'm only coming if I'm the last one to come out. That well, was who for sure. Put after Jordan? If Jordan walks out, you can't have anyone coming after Bill Russell? No way. Ten titles in tw- 11 years. Yeah, he but he wasn't even playing on all those. Like he was, he was on the team, but he wasn't doing much towards the end. And I was back in like the sixties, man. Like I'll take Jordan over Bill Russell. I'll take Kareem over Jordan, but I'll take Jordan over Bill Russell. Yeah, Kareem could have been last. I, like the argument, I, Jordan to me, this is gonna be too long. Ago. Jordan could <laughs> be in the conversation for the best player ever. I don't think it's as solidified as other people do. I agree with you. I don't think. Like it's like it's solidified in hockey. Gretzky is number one. hundred percent. Yeah. That's it. It's over. That's probably think, the only sport that there's no debate over the goal. I think baseball. Yeah. Baseball. I think it's Babe Ruth, but some, there's some other talks just cause he was so much better than everyone in his era. But you could say it's Hank, Hank, Henry Aaron, or you could say it's other guys and I could listen to it. But in basketball, it's really hard to compare Shaq, to Bill Russell, to Kareem. Like, they played such different sports almost against the competition yeah. and some of that. It's too hard to say. So I don't think it's clearly Jordan like everybody else does. That's all I'm saying. Then you look at the competition. Like, there are some arguments against. He never beat Larry Bird when Larry Bird was healthy. Couldn't beat the Pistons, really, until, like, the end. He beat Magic when Magic was in his, like, 10th, 11th year. Like, yeah, he, he never won a title against a historically great team. No. Right? So, like, there's arguments against it. I agree. I, I think he might be the best player of all time. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm open to arguments, is all I'm saying. And, there's, uh, and 
you know, and arguments for are obviously not just the championship uh, arguments, but also the statistical records that he has. It's, um, it's not even that for me. It's the hearing other people talk about him for that played against him that were just terrified of him. Mm. It's kind of why I think he might be. Like, when you hear Magic talk about Jordan, he's like, yeah, Jordan's the guy. Like, it's just those guys talking about him. But statistically, he besides being 6-0 and in the finals, he doesn't hold a lot of records in me that, like, all-time stuff, like, games played, longevity stuff that I look for in the best player of all time. Yeah, but uh, I mean more <clears throat> in terms of the aggregate stats, he won't have it because he didn't play that long in the league. He retired, like, three times. Um, yeah, he he didn't he, – he had the foot injury, like – he only played like maybe 14, 15 years combined, I think. Seven and seven. Yeah, I think something like that. I think he played 13 full seasons, I think. Yeah, so it's not like he's not going to have the, the aggregate numbers like John Stockton or Kareem or Malone would have. Or LeBron. But, that, but having longevity is a way I look at the best player of all time. Doing it for so long is really important to me, how I judge things. Okay. If you're great for four seasons, I'm not like, well, you're the best of all time. Like, I think you have to do it for longer. Yeah, yeah, but I, the thing with Jordan was when whatever we can talk about this forever. We have it's well. debatable. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the All Star actual game. Team LeBron beat Team Durant one hundred and sixty three to one sixty. Steph Curry was the MVP and scored fifty points. He hit sixteen threes. There was legitimately zero defense played. I turned it on for the first I want to say four minutes and got angry. And then I turned it off pretty close to right away. Steph was, did they try and play defense at all in this game? In the first three quarters, was there any defense at all played? First quarter, no. Second quarter turned on a little bit. Third quarter, once Steph got hot, people got on him a little bit. Fourth was defense. Yeah, it's bad. It was, I did not care at all. Like, it's just, they were not trying to defend. I, it's a showcase. It's not a game. There's no point of it. I don't care ever because it's not a real game. Play basketball or shut up. The um, I thought the game was great. I thought it was great. I uh, <laughs> no, I and <clears throat> I love All Star Weekend. You don't, so maybe you come into come into it with a certain lens. I come into it with a certain lens. Steph put on a show. I, I I was I've been on Steph the whole year, saying that he's been bad statistically. His percentages have been bad. Yada, yada, yada. He put on a show, man. 16 for 27 from three. I mean, he only took like maybe three other field goals that weren't field, that weren't three-pointers. But it was fun, man. When he was knocking down from 30, 35, it was a lot of fun, man. And then they started playing D on him. And yeah, it was, it was tougher, obviously. And it's the all-star game, so it's not going to count. Him hitting 16 threes is not going to count. It will be the reason people say he's the MVP. We saw him in the all-star game. That was crazy. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> not crazy at all i i don't like this at all i hate the all-star game if they tried a little bit i could respect it if they covered some they didn't even try and rebound they let the guys run in for dunks i was so angry watching it it's so bad I yeah there were some it. parts some parts in the beginning yeah where guys were literally just walking into the paint but in the fourth though that was fun the fourth was fun your boy LeBron hit the game winner. That really was really Ooh. important. Uh, so you think the All-Star game is a great game, a great spectacle of athletics is what you're saying. Athletic uh, Athleticism, yes. Competition, no. I think it's just I think the, the idea of it. Or sorry, what's fun for me is that you'll 
it's unlikely that you'll see these players on the same team. If it's LeBron, maybe you'll see a lot of these players on the same team. But, but normally you do not. So that's what I love. I love the idea of, you know, Giannis being on the same floor there, John Morant's there, Steph DeRozan, Levine, Jimmy Butler. Like, I, I, I love that. I could take it or leave it. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out 100%. Clearly. Okay. How do we fix All-Star Weekend to make it watchable? I think you have to move the three-point contest to the last thing on Saturday night. You have to get people that actually can actually dunk. Like, I don't know if you have to convince other stars. Put $5 million on the, on, on the line for the dunk contest to get guys that are actually good at dunking in the contest. Do something like that. Incentivize it so we get LeBron in the dunk contest. I want to see that. I want to see guys like, like I want to see that happen. Then I think it would be good. Guys would try. And for the dunk contest, you get three tries. Not these three where you went up with it. Three tries. You run up, you miss it three times, you're out. That's it. And the skills contest and that, I don't, it's terrible. How do you think you fix it? Yeah, partially with what you said, move the dunk off to another portion of the weekend. I think you get rid of the celebrity game because I don't know how many people tune in for, for that, but the celebrities aren't really celebrities. Everybody that's announced, I have to, I'm scratching my head wondering who that person is and they have to explain it. So, yeah. Who was the most famous person that played in the celebrity game this year? I don't know. Machine Gun Kelly? I, I honestly don't know. Eminem ruined there? his, Eminem ruined his career in one song. This guy's the most famous person you can get. It's pathetic. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. And he, he did the intro for Sunday night and he was horrible and he was wearing a horrible shirt. Everything he did was horrible. He's the worst. Yeah, we can end this all. And just give yeah. the guys a week off. and like, Just do that. Give the players a week off and we're good to go. <laughs> okay. There was some inter- interesting news from this weekend, Web. Some crazy things did happen. Let's start with my favorite news of the weekend. LeBron James said, I'm not closing the door on a return to Cleveland. He said also, I don't know when my contract is up in Los Angeles, so when this could happen. He's clearly lying about that. But do you think there's a chance he will go back to Cleveland? Yeah, or he'll go to another team. LeBron has shown historically that when uh, when things get tough, he runs. I am a Laker fan, and I'm actually okay with him leaving because I'm not a fan of his. Uh, but I can understand why this was concerning. LeBron has left teams high and dry whenever there were challenges coming up. Um, I think for sure he will leave. I don't know for sure he'll go to Cleveland. The funniest thing, the funniest quote to me that he had was when he said that he will retire wherever Bronny plays. I have never heard a player say, I will for sure be with X team in my retirement. It's not even, it, 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 it shouldn't be up to you. It should be up to the team. I heard players say, I would like to retire here. I don't see myself leaving anywhere. But he said, he's not even on the team that his son's going to be drafted to. And he said, for sure, I'm going to be there. That's insane. I mean, uh, 30 of 30 teams would take him tomorrow if they could. If they dra- Teams will draft Bronny to get him. They'll do that. And- I, under- I understand that. I've just never heard a player say something so cocky. Also... Are we sure Bronny's going to get drafted? Yes, so after, just on his after, name alone. After he said this, I went and looked up some stats. because I was like, how good is Bronny? ESPN has him as like the number 50 recruit in the country. So it's not like he's a number, a top five guy in the class. 
where he's for sure a lottery pick. He might have to do four years of college. Like, I don't know if he's a leave a one and done kind of guy talent wise. I think he's six three. He's nowhere near his dad's size, the physical specimen his dad is. It's they have very different games. I'm not sure, Bronny. Honestly, I don't. I, I and and I don't. I don't think he's going to be a lottery pick necessarily, but he'll get drafted. Dwayne Wade's son uh, was on the the Utah Jazz G League affiliate only because Dwayne Wade is a minority owner there. No one, no one's seen this guy play really. It's the name. That's that's true. But would LeBron go if his son was in the G League? I don't know. I'm just, I'm I not sure. So. Le- I think LeBron wants to play with his son. I bet you he says like, if I'm here, Bronny is playing with me. This is the thing we're doing together. Also, he has another son. How do you think Bryce feels at home? Like he's gonna stay for him, but not me. This is ludicrous. <laughs> like I said, he'll leave you high and dry when things get tough. Uh, one of the sons I, is doing well, so he's all in. The other one, eh, forgettable. I think there is a decent chance LeBron goes back to Cleveland. By the way. And says, like, I'm returning home because Cleveland's good again. If Cleveland was bad, he would say all the doors are closed. But they're good 100%. again. Oh, I could go back there now and help this team. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it that it's like a going home thing. It's this team is actually good now. And they could probably afford me because they don't have a lot of big contracts. That they can't move. He's a fraud. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that. No, like, I, I've never really been a fan of LeBron. But like all these things he does just sort of get swept under the rug. He left Miami with Chris Bosh, who was not able to stay healthy. Dwayne Wade was getting older. Dwayne Wade was like 34, 35. And here LeBron could go back to Cleveland with a young Kyrie, trade the number one pick in Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. Why would he not do that? I didn't think, I didn't see it as this thing where he's coming home and oh he's doing such a nice thing he wants to bring cleveland a championship no he wants to pad his stats and he wants to be in a better situation if he thinks that the lakers are not in a good situation right now he is going to run like he always does and i'm okay with that it's his character yeah i think he's going to leave in a year and a half i think he's done in la i agree with you yeah okay okay some more news came out Chris Paul has a fractured thumb and is out for six to eight weeks. As of right now, the Phoenix Suns are the number one seed. By a lot, by the way. They're six and a half games up over the number two seed, Golden State Warriors. This is a a gigantic loss for the Suns. Chris Paul's arguably their best player. Uh, Luckily, they got campaign back to be their new starting point guard. He just returned from injury. How do you think this affects Phoenix going forward? Yeah, um, I think it's a huge hit. Is campaign going to start? Is that official? I figured it'd be Booker. He said campaign's a starter for Thursday. He said he's back oh, really? and he's going to start. Yeah, he's the point guard. Well, I think they have no spark off the bench now, so I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be JaVale McGee. I, I, I figured know, Booker man. was going to play point guard. Or at least handle the duties of point guard. They, From what I've read, that campaign is going to be the starter. So oh. he's going to slide right in. Well, I think, Cle- I think I mean, Phoenix has enough of a cushion to... Still do well, but I think they're definitely going to struggle for sure. Chris Paul's like both ends of the floor. He's he's a huge piece for them. So yeah, I don't know, but they're I they're think, good enough. They're not going to miss the playoffs or anything, or, or 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 lose home court advantage. I don't think. I I I don't think I don't think they hold on to the one seed. I think they can get caught now. I think this yeah, is but a I considerably mean, be a, worse worse team. But they'll be a top four seed. That's what I'm saying. Like I 
I can't oh, really yeah. see them slipping out of the top four. They still have home court. That's what I mean. They're 12 games up over the four seed. I don't think they fall that far, but I, I don't think they hold the one seed anymore. I think Chris Paul is, means a lot to this team. Yeah. Well, they're in trouble. So apparently he'll be back for the playoffs. Maybe he might miss the first week of the playoffs. I just, Chris Paul is really great, but he's so unreliable in crunch time. He's hurt every playoffs, basically. I feel bad because I wanted him to do well this year. I really did. I thought Phoenix had a chance, and I'm disappointed he's hurt again. Yeah, he's like, what, 37 this year? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, this is what you get with Chris Paul. Like, it's, it's, you know, can't be surprised. It's probably better that he gets hurt now than in the playoffs, and he's out for six weeks. At least they can get him back in the first round. He's ready for the second round. Hopefully. And, uh, yeah. We'll see. He'll probably get hurt again, but, I mean... Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so the All-Star break is over. The final stretch run is re- it's going to start now for the NBA. What teams do you think are going to collapse during this run? I'm going to give you my first name. It's the New Orleans Pelicans. It came out today that Zion Williamson has not talked to CJ McCollum yet. He has not reached out. New Orleans isn't doing good. They're the twelve, the number 12 seed right now. This team is going to sink like a ship. It's bad in New Orleans. I think they struggle in a gigantic way down the stretch. That was the first team for you? Just because it's in the news. I got some other ones, but I think New Orleans is uh, high up on the list of teams that I think are going to... I think they're going to be really bad going forward. Okay. I have... Uh, I don't know if I'd say they're going to be really bad, but I think Chicago is going to slip. Um, they're on my list too. I I said from the beginning, I, I didn't really believe in this team and... Um, in terms of them being like a true number one seed, I think they got really fortunate with the injuries to Brooklyn, with the Ben Simmons thing in Philly, um, and with uh, Miami, with Jimmy Butler in and out of the lineup, kind of got a little fortunate. So I don't think this team's going to do that well down the stretch. They struggled quite a bit before the All-Star break. Um, Lonzo should be coming back next month. Uh, I just... I just don't believe in this team that much. I think DeRozan's been fantastic, but uh, and I love Levine, but I'm, I'm just I, I just don't think this team is that good. So health wise, apparently Chicago has had more starters miss games than any team in the top ten in the East. So they've had some pretty bad injury luck as well. But I just don't think they're as good as other teams. I think the other teams are getting better. I think Philly's going to get better. I think Milwaukee's going to get better. I think Brooklyn might get better a little bit. I just think teams are going to get better, and they might fall off a little bit. So I think they're going to they're going to struggle a little bit going going forward. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point as well. Um, I only make good points. That's it. And, that's what I do. And in terms and in terms of them losing, sorry, in, in terms of Chicago having uh, their starters injured. I mean, Javante Green and Patrick Williams. I'm not if those are included. I'm not really that concerned. I think you know Zach. Zach Levine, that's been a huge blow. Like, I don't know if he's even going to be back um, anytime soon. I know he played, he played in the, uh, in the all-star game, but I don't know if he's ready to come back at, at full strength. I, I agree with you in terms of Milwaukee getting better. I think Boston, they're on a roll. Toronto is going to be better. Brooklyn's going to be better. Atlanta will probably heat up. Um, so yeah, I agree. That, but I still see Chicago falling. I could see them dropping to the four seed or the five seed. I can see them really. Dropping, they'll make the playoffs, but I can see them dropping anywhere to the fifth seed, sixth seed. Honestly, I agree. Who is the next team you see struggling? Um, it was interesting. I I want to say 
Cleveland, but Cleveland, I think, is going to uh, remain strong. Um, I think Minnesota, honestly. I'm, I'm not a big believer in Minnesota. I think they'll stay in the playing game, but I think they'll slip from the number seven seed down to nine or ten. So it's another team, team I see struggling. I just I think they've had a good half, but first half, but Minnesota's my second team as well. They're number two. <laughs> I actually wrote down that Carl Anthony Towns winning the three point contest was the highlight of their season. Yeah, You're I don't think they're right. Yeah. And so I had six teams, and I have Cleveland as one of them as well. And I like Cleveland. I just Teams where a rookie is the key element of their success, rookies in the NBA almost always struggle down the stretch because they're not used to the 82 games. Like, it's too much games. They played 30 in college. It's such a ramp up that they usually struggle down the stretch. And I, I could see Cleveland having that issue going forward. I like the team. I just, Mobley might be a little bit less good than he is now. Yeah. And, 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 and Mobley looked, our, Mobley looked actually decent. Uh, I mean, he always looked decent this whole season, but he looked good during the uh, the Rising Stars Challenge. It's a good point you made about make about Cleveland. I just think that Cleveland's gone through so much in terms of injuries. I think their luck's going to run out, especially with the other teams getting better. And um, I think they're deep, but I don't know if they're deep enough to hold on to this uh, top three seed. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I have New Orleans, Minnesota. Phoenix is going to finish as the two, I think, because of the Chris Paul injury. Uh, Chicago and Cleveland. Those are the teams I had. Do you have anyone else? Uh, nope. I had Chicago, Minnesota. <sighs> I guess maybe Portland slip out of the playing game uh, uh, position. Yeah, I just Not I didn't deal. consider that a slip. Yeah, it's kind of what they're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we did the teams that are going to struggle. I have three teams I think are going to start surging right now. How many teams do you think are going to have a surge in the second half here? You really like that word surge. The word of the day, baby. <laughs> I have a few as well. Okay. My first team, I think, is going to surge the Philadelphia 76ers. Harden and Bede about to be deadly. Most dangerous team in the East. Doc Rivers, coach of the year. Let's go. Harden and Bede. They are going to take a gigantic step forward. You have Doc as coach of the year or just coach of the second half? Coach, of the, I mean, not coach of the year. I'm just saying he's going to do a good job coaching these guys. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good situation all around. I think yeah, that's fair. they're going to they're going to have a good end to it. I think Harden. I don't know why Harden loves Daryl Morey so much, but he really does. It's so weird to me. But they're like attached at the hip. He destroyed two franchises to get back to Daryl Morey. There's something there. So this is going to work out. Yeah, he loved Daryl Morey so much. He couldn't even wait 90 minutes to drive to to Philly. He had to take a uh, jet. Couldn't wait. Um, impressive. So, so, so my team and all the ones I listed, not in any particular order, I don't think this one's going to have the biggest surge or, <laughs> or anything like that, but I have, uh, the Raptors as one of my teams that are going to, um, have a better second half than first half. The first half, they only did only had 32 wins, 25 losses. So that's like a seven game gap. Um, I think they have a really good second half. They just need to stay healthy. I think I that agree. they have. I agree. Sorry. Yeah, they're, they're one of the best three and D teams. They rebound real very well. They shoot the three very well. Um, they have interchangeable parts. Uh, you know, championship experience with some of the guys. It's good coaching. Like I think, I think they're going to do really well. I think so. I think they're going to be a good team going forward. 
I have them not in the playing game. I believe in Toronto as well. Same. They're gonna be good. Yeah, good choice. Uh, my next team is the Dallas Mavericks. They got that Porzingis dead weight out of there. Luca playing like an MVP candidate the last couple months. He's finally in shape and dominating. He's helping grab his fantasy team every day. I just think this he team kind of this team kind of figured out what it is, and he's doing really well. I think they're going to be uh as of right now. I think they're the five seed. I could see them pulling into fourth or even third. Wow, lofty expectations, unrealistic. Uh, if you ask some, um. <laughs> no, I can't. You I hate Lucas so much. You hate him so much. No, Lucas has been fantastic over the past uh, month or so. He's been fantastic. Like, he's been really good. He's probably going to win. Uh, he's probably going to win Western Conference Player of the Month um, if he continues on this this path. Um, yeah, another team I see making a jump: uh, the Atlanta Hawks, because I think they're way better than the tenth seed at twenty eight and thirty. I think they're definitely going to be over five hundred. I think they'll be in the playing game, but they might be like a lower. Maybe a lower play-in team. So, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe the eighth seed. I think Atlanta's going to be good. Uh, my boy Trey, one of the finalists. Finalists at what? Uh, Three-point contest. I thought you meant something that mattered. Never mind. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my fault. <sighs> I have Atlanta being the 10 seed. I do not believe in this gigantic comeuppance they're going to pull. Uh, Trey got lucky last year making the Eastern Commerce Finals. I don't think he makes even the regular playoffs this year. I think he's out in the play-on series. I don't see it working out well for Atlanta at all. You don't see it or you don't want it to be that way? I have no problem if the East Atlanta Santa does well. I just don't believe he's going to do it this year. (laughs) My next team is Denver. Jamal Murray could come back at some point. Jokic is playing like the actual MVP right now, and I think they're going to continue heating up. I believe in Denver. I'm glad that you brought up Jokic because uh, I heard a, I heard an interesting point from Nick Wright, and I think I kind of agree with him. I think Nick Wright made this point a while back. Maybe you heard this already, but he was talking about uh, Jokic last year and uh, the, him being MVP and probably one of the worst MVP races ever. Okay. Because KD went, KD went down, Embiid was hurt a lot, LeBron was hurt, um, and it really was a weak MVP class. And I, I think I kind of agree with him, but this year. I've been saying this. Jokic has, to me, has been more impressive this season than last year. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. I think I think it's a valid point. We both had someone else winning MVP if they had played more games. Hundred percent agree. But he played the games. Injuries are a factor every year. I I, I still would have given it to Embiid honestly. Last year, I can't do it. You got to play more games. And Michael Jordan won so many MVPs because he. When you paid to go see him, you saw him play basketball. He was in the games. If Embiid doesn't play, like you can't give an award to a guy who doesn't play. And Jokic played every game. He did the most minutes in the league last year, I think. You got to get rewarded for that. And uh, Nick Wright made a weak point because Nick Wright likes to hate people for no reason. It's disgusting. I don't approve. Terrible call, Nick Wright. Jokic won the award. It's like Almost a triple-double guy. He's the best big band passer ever. No respect. None. Jokic is excellent. You, you have to think, though, like, how many times do guys win MVPs and you're like, well, there were like three other guys that could have won, but they got hurt. I don't really remember that happening in a year. I mean, I'm sure it has. We just don't think about it very often. Like, 
And LeBron could have won 10 MVPs in a row, and they didn't give it to him. Other guys could win the MVP every year. Yeah, but, I mean, he still had four. So, like, Jokic had none. It's not like this was Jokic's, like, second or third. <laughs> I'm saying. Jokic played every game. He gets rewarded for that. If Embiid played every game, he would have got rewarded for that. You get to think. It wasn't like Embiid was hurt for a while. He was getting load management games. So his body was able to play. Jokic didn't do that. So he played more injured, more fatigued every night and still put up stats. You have to take that into account as well. He didn't go to uh, Miami for two weeks like LeBron did. Like he played the games. That matters. What you're saying is Jokic prioritized winning the MVP over playoff success. All right. (laughs) Honestly, I don't like being cooped. And that's what you did. You (laughs) pulled at me and twisted things around. I don't appreciate that at all. I don't like it. I, I so I honestly value that if Jokic has one game in Toronto a year, that he shows up and plays that game. I think that really matters to build NBA, build the NBA community, get fans interested, and I respect that he's going to play those games. I think it, I think it actually matters a lot. And Webb likes to see children cry, so he doesn't want him playing in those games, which is right on brand uh, for Webb. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not saying I like. I'm not going to start throwing this in your face by Jokic because it never dawned on me that that was the case. But I'm just saying it, I don't disagree with him. Played the games. If Durant played the games, he could have won. He didn't play the games. So it's on, it's Durant's fault. What do you want? Okay, so Webb, who is the next team on your list that you think are going to surge? <laughs> uh, my Lakers. Okay, but seriously, who is it? The nine-seed Lakers, honestly. What, they're going to finish as the eight-seed? <laughs> Finished, sorry, finished the first half of the season, 27 wins, 31 losses. Uh, it's not a good half. The Lakers are going to do much better. They will. What's much better to you? Do they finish the season 500? Yeah. So Anthony Davis is out for like a month at least. LeBron's half checked in, half watching Bronny's games. Russell Westbrook sitting fourth quarters all the time. Taylor Horton Tucker was dropped from my bad fantasy team. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, and it's funny because we call it the first half of the season. Way more than half of the games are played. There's only like 23 games left, I think, for the Lakers at least. Um, it's a bad time for an all-star game. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's way past the midseason. It's three quarters of the year done. It's no, it makes yeah. no sense at all. Sorry, 20, 24 games. Uh, so I think the Lakers... In that stretch, go 15 and 9, which would make them uh, over 500, actually. They would be 42 and 40, which is a terrible record, but still better than 27 and 31. Not really. They're pretty completely awful. If I was a game over 500, I wouldn't be bragging like, hey, I'm not under 500 anymore. And you killed Luca for being nine games over 500. Disgraceful. Do you have any other teams you think are going to surge? I gave you my three. Do you have anyone else? Yeah, so I have uh, I have another team that I think is going to actually surge. And just looking through right now, I think that team would, I want to say it's Charlotte. I think Charlotte would start, will, will do better than they, they have been, um, at least where they finish over 500. They're not a below 500 roster to me. So I think they actually do well. They have, they've played 60 games. So they have like 22 games left. I think they do well enough to get like, 43, 44 wins. I have no faith in Charlotte. Jesus. None. So let's actually do that right now because I I said who are going to be my, my play-in teams in the East and the West. I think 
I don't have anything crazy, I don't think, but I have one team falling pretty pretty heavily. As the 10 seed in the East, I have Atlanta. I have Brooklyn as the 9 seed. I have Boston as the 8 seed. And I have Cleveland as the 7 seed. So I think Toronto takes a jump up. I, I think Cleveland falls a little bit. And I think Brooklyn takes some time to get their feet under them. And Atlanta holds the 10. What did you have as the playing game for the East? Yeah, so I have uh, the playing games. I have Boston as the seven seed. Um, I have Atlanta as the eight seed, Brooklyn as the nine seed, and uh, Charlotte as the ten seed in the East. Awful as usual. Okay, in the West, I have it: Clippers as the seven, Minnesota as the eight, the Lakers as the nine, and San Antonio as the ten. This was a team, I think just no one wants it. I have very little faith in Portland. They're going to fall out. New Orleans is going to struggle. I just, this is kind of like no one's there. So these are the four teams that get it by default. All right. So I have the Lakers. Uh, I have actually Minnesota. The Lakers as the seven? Who's the seven? Yeah. Laker, Lakers as the oh, Lakers as the seven. Eight Minnesota, nine Clippers. And ten I have as the Spurs. I like that you just stole my list, basically. Just a little different order. Spurs in 10th. You copycat. It's pathetic. I had the Spurs from preseason as my 10. A likely story from a known <laughs> liar. All right, Webb. The All-Star game is in the books. I will, I'm happy that I won't have to watch it again for another full, full year, which is nice. I'm glad it's over. And then I think we can all take joy in that. What do you think? Oh, I disagree. Of course you do. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify verbal get big daddy Bezos off our back on amazon podcasts web do you know we're the hottest podcast on amazon Podcasts right now because we're the only podcast on amazon podcast do you know that that's a pretty cool step it might not be accurate but it sounds right <laughs> all right thank you everybody for listening have a great night yeah